Amen. Hey, won't be a whole lot longer till we won't even be in this room no more. Amen. Be a bunch of little kids terrorizing the planet right from here. And, and, uh, uh, and, and you know, you get to think about it. It wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't that long ago that we referred to that as the good old days. You know, back, back to the other place, those were the good old days. Won't be very long now till we refer to this as the good old days. Back in the good old days. Then we'll be over there and we'll be going to work. Amen. Yeah, I hope, hope you're, come on, Beatrice, buckle up. Amen. We're going for it, right? And uh, you got to just believe in God for great things. And uh, we're believing God for breakthrough in every area of your life. Now, you know what we want more than anything? We want to watch you walk in victory every single day. We want your life to be so compelling that people that don't like you wish they were you. Amen. I'm not telling you they're ever going to like you because they're not going to. But they're going to, man, look at what's on that guy's life. Look at what's on that gal's life. They go through the same stuff we go through, and it used to wipe them out, but right now they're just walking over it, right? You know, they're just stepping up and, and living high and, and, and believing God, and it doesn't make any difference what happens. They just, you know, the joy of the Lord is their strength. You know, they might not actually confess that because they haven't got a clue. They just think you're on crack. But, you know, they're looking at you, and they're, and, and, and they're just like, dude, how do, you, how do you handle this? How do, how do you handle stuff that would wipe the average guy out, but yet you just seem to get stronger? Well, you have something on the inside. You know that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They mount up with wings like eagles, right? They run. They don't grow weary. They walk. They don't faint. You know, the, the stuff's just coming up and just bubbling over. You got, you got life all over you. Anybody rubs up against you, they get life on them. And that's what we're believing for. We're believing that we're going to be a people that just get up every day and, and just spend the entire day humiliating hell. Yeah. Amen. That, you know, we're not being uh, naive and thinking, well, you know, if we, if we love Jesus, we're never going to have a hard time. No, I promise you hard times. You know, Jesus promised us hard times. He said, in this world, tribulation's coming. But be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. In Christ, you're already a world overcomer, right? I mean, what is it, First John 4? He says, you know, little children, ye are of God, and if ye are of God, you have already overcome him and defeated him, the evil genius of this world. You've already got victory. Man, we just got we to tap into that reality and start living it, living that out loud. You know, it's funny because you watch certain believers and, and they act kind of timid and afraid. They don't want anybody, you know, they, they, well, and they, they say stupid stuff like, well, you know, I, you know, this is just a personal thing between me and Jesus. That's not what Jesus came to give you. Jesus did not come to give you some private little relational, you know, goosebump. No, 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 he came so that you'd be empowered to go out and change the world. Amen. And, and, you know, uh, uh, you don't have to go door to door with a family sized Bible. It, you just live. Man, you just live life. And I, I really believe that anybody who walks with you ought to wind up being closer to God. Why? Because they're walking with you and you're walking with God, right? But, but we know there's stuff, right? There's challenges, and, and, and there's things we need to grow in, and we need to change. And, and, and uh, uh, you know, Romans 12, 1 and 2, really popular stuff, but we're going to read it from the NIV. He said, I'm, I'm urging you, brothers. He's basically what he's saying, that, that urge, he's, he's begging you. He said, man, man, I'm pleading with you. I'm begging with you guys that you, in view of God's mercy, and, and look, if you look at all that God's done for you, 
God has been so good to you. Come on, you and I, you know what? Honestly, you and I, it ought to be hard to get past that point right there. God's been good to you. You, you should be a greasy spot in the highway of life, but you're not. So, so in, view, in view of his mercy, I'm begging you, offer your body as a living sacrifice. Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> Dude. You know, back in the day, in the Old Testament, you remember they'd, they'd have the sacrifices and they'd take a bull or a goat and they'd cut it up and put it up on the altar and they'd light the fire and it would be consumed. The problem with the living sacrifice is the sacrifice keeps crawling off the altar. You know, every time the every time the, the the fire gets heated up, we 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 withdraw. When it, you know what's best for us is if we would hang out there and let it consume us, right? And be a living sacrifice. Yeah, but look at what we're giving up. Let, let's just turn that around for a minute. Look at the sacrifice you're making if you don't obey God. Well, that kind of changes stuff. You know, hey, and he said, I'm begging you to, to present your body as a living sacrifice. Holy. Don't hardly ever get as many amens there. Holy. Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, you know, that holiness stuff, that, that's legalism. And, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today because, you know, there, there's so many of us that are under the, uh, 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 you know, we, we have this idea that the grace of God, it just covers everything. It doesn't make any difference who I am or what I do or where I go or what I say or what I think or how I act. I've got to tell you something. You want to live holy. I said, well, now he's going to start telling us how to live. I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm, I'm going to tell you this, that the Holy Spirit, according to the Bible, that he convicts. That's what he does. And if you're, if you're not under current conviction, if God's not talking to you about anything, you know, the Bible says that, that, that God corrects us like a father corrects his children, which implies that if God's not bringing correction to your life, you need to question your sonship. You know, you're good. Look at your neighbor, tell him you ain't that good. Okay, so uh, you would live holy and pleasing to God. Everybody say pleasing to God. Oh, say it loud. Pleasing to God. Say it one more time. That's the guy we're supposed to be pleasing, God. We're not supposed to be pleasing people. No matter what you do, you can't, you don't have what it takes to please people. Okay, you, you get them happy for a minute and then they realize you screwed it up anyways. You, you can't please people and you got to quit trying to please yourself. You got to live to please God, which is, this is your spiritual action. One translation says, this is the least you can do, is, is to learn to live to please God and, and, and to live holy and, and to present yourself that living sacrifice. Look at verse 2. He said, and, and don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. And, you know, we talked about patterns last week, and I just want to pick up there and keep rolling. You know, that, that a lot of times what we're looking at as the problem is actually the product. You know, they don't have enough money or, or don't have enough joy or don't have enough peace. That's the product of your life. It, the, the problem isn't the product and the product isn't the problem. The problem is it, the pattern, right? And we got we to gotta change the pattern of our life. It, you know, it's, it, it's like, you know, think of it kind of like a recipe and, and you've got a recipe that makes cupcakes, okay? And you've got cupcakes and, and you, you keep setting it out on the counter and telling everybody it's roast beef. This, this is my roast beef. That's not roast beef. That's a cupcake. You can put 
amazing gravy on it, it's still a cupcake. Only now it's a ruined cupcake, right? And, and, and a lot of us, that's how we present God life to people. This is my God life. No, that's, that's you know, this, that's not roast beef. That's a cupcake. Hello? There ain't no protein in there. There ain't no life-giving nutrients in that life. It's just, well, why? Because we don't care what you call the product. The problem's the pattern. You got the wrong recipe. You're starting off with the wrong ingredients. You know, when Jesus came to give us life, right? Zoe, God life. Life as God has it. It's not a different level of life. It's a different lifestyle altogether. Okay, and, and, and he said, don't, don't any longer, don't, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. There's a, there's a secular system of logic that is contrary to God's system of logic. In the beginning was the word. Anybody remember that one? In the beginning was the word. And, and, and the word there is logos, which is where we get our word logic. He said, in the beginning was God's system of logic. Okay, God's, God's way of doing things. God's way of being right. God's thoughts, right? God, it's higher than ours. Not, not, a, not a put down. It's an invitation up. So, and, and if you're not careful, because we, we, are, we, we are engaged in this world, right? We've we got to live in this place. But, the, but if we're not careful, if, we, if, if we're not sharp, if we're not alert, we, we end up living according to the pattern of the world instead of the pattern that God has laid out for our life. And we, we have to be willing to change our patterns. Look at John 13, and we're going to read it in the message. Just starting at verse 15. Jesus said, uh, I've laid down a pattern for you. What I've done, well, you do it. Live like Jesus lived. You know, start, we've we, we got to start thinking like Jesus thought. And, and he goes on, you know, and he says, hey, I'm just pointing out the obvious, uh, uh, that a servant isn't ranked above uh, his master. An employee doesn't give orders to the employer. Some of you uh, business owners wishing I'd preach on this for a while. And, and, and verse 17, he, he said, if you understand what I'm telling you, act like it and live a blessed life. Man, if we would live life according to the pattern that Jesus lived... You'd live a blessed life, positioned to win or succeed in any given situation. Come on. You know, uh, you, you'd live a blessed life. God's plan, remember, is to prosper you, not harm you. God's not against you. He's for you. He's not trying to knock you down. He's trying to lift you up. He's trying to give you what you need every single day. I'm telling you that there's a source uh, that, that, that will bring life to you, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of the situation, where you, have, you just have life in abundance to the top, an overflowing abundance of life. But we got to do this thing according to his pattern. Act like it. You, you know, it would just help us if we just started acting like we believe God. You know, there's, there's, different, there's different areas of your life where, where you know, you're kind of testing some stuff out, you know, and, and uh, you know, you, 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 you step out in faith. But stepping out ain't going to do you any good unless you're going to stick it out, right? You, you got you to be willing to stick it out. You know, don't, don't throw away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience. After you've done the will of God, you're going to receive the promise. You have need of patience, that's not the ability to wait a long time. That's the ability to remain unchanged regardless of time. Well, faith, man, faith, you, we just don't change. 
I am the Lord God. I change not. You, you got to stand on that word and you got you to stop changing. You, and see, the enemy, the enemy, I tell you what he wants to do. He, it, he's not all that focused on where you're going. He just wants to f- get you to sink before you get there. Why? Because then he can break your confidence. And he breaks your confidence and he's got you. Because why? Well, because a double-minded man's unstable in all his ways. So, so he, he, you know, he's just got, he's, he's got his, his strategies and he's got his goal. And that's to, that's to get us to, to, uh, to, to cave in when, when, when times get tough, when things aren't going the way we like it, you know, because it, it, the pattern of this world, let, just think about it for just a minute. How's the pattern of this world operate? Well, think about it. how do you sell something? You sell anything you want as long as you can show the benefit of the, of the purchaser. Think about advertising campaigns. You deserve a break today. Have it your way. This bud's for you. Everything's about you. It's about you. It's about you. It's about you. And and if you're not careful, the pattern of this world will have you living to please you. Think about the stuff that upsets you. It's all about you. Think about people you don't like. It's all about you. Well, I got to tell you something. Trying to maneuver all of that stuff to keep you happy can wear you out huh why because you are a complicated person you have a lot of demands you have a lot of expectations you well what would happen if we lived according to his pattern see we're afraid that if i live according to his pattern i won't get what i want no he he has already planned out a life that's better than anything you could come up with his plan is to prosper you. His plan is to strengthen you. His plan is to bring peace to you. You don't have to worry about you casting all you cares. Because he cares about you. So you can, just, you can just go at this thing and live to please him. But if, if you're not careful, see, you get wore out. But there's, there's encouragement and there's instruction in the word of God. And in Hebrews chapter 12, uh, it just says, strengthen the hands that hang down. I'm telling you, after a while, you know, you can get weary, right? What, are you too weary to say amen? You got to help me. Right, you can get weary, right? Yeah, life can be tough. Life can be hard, and the pace we live at is crazy. Okay, and he said, "Well, strengthen the hands that hang down and the feeble knees. Make straight paths for your feet." Hey, how about we 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 take off all those sideshow distractions and just cut a path or a pattern, you know, a straight pattern for our feet, so that that which is lame may not be dislocated. Don't be all. Don't live out of joint. Right? Just just keep your act together. Get a grip. Keep your act together. And, and let your life produce healing. Why? Because there's people walking with you. There's people coming behind you. If they follow you, they ought to walk into more strength and more health. They shouldn't be all beat up in the street up. Come on, somebody. And, and he said, you know, look at verse 14. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Pursue peace. Pursue peace. Pursue peace. With, with everybody, 
That's not, that's not easy. You know, uh, some of your translations say strive for peace. Isn't it weird that peace, you got to be willing to fight for it, right? You got to be willing to fight for peace and, and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. That word see is not just to look at, but it's to be in the presence of. It's like getting an appointment. I need to get in to see the doctor, right? It's not, I, I don't need to see the doctor across the parking lot. I need to get in to see the doctor. Well, he said, without holiness, you're not going to get into the presence of the Lord. Well, why is the enemy trying to get you to break holiness in your life? So that you're living outside the presence of the Lord. And then you live like most believers who have seen God across the parking lot. But they don't have relationship with him. There's no intimacy there. There's no strength there. Why? Well, because we've been deceived into living a life where we've broken holiness. What verse am I on? Verse 15, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Looking carefully. This this implies, man, that that you're going to have to be careful. You're going to have to keep your eyes open. Look careful, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Well, does that not imply that the grace of God can be missed by people? Oh, God's grace, God's grace. God's grace is not a blanket you hide your sin under. God's grace is an empowering agent that empowers you to do what you could not possibly do when you were on your own. God's grace, when when grace was released, it didn't erase everything we were supposed to do. It gave us the power to accomplish it. Matter of fact, when grace came on the scene, Jesus Jesus didn't lower the standard. He raised it. He said, you know, you you say, uh, you know, don't, don't hate. I'm telling you, don't even think bad thoughts. You say, don't commit adultery. I'm telling you, don't even, don't even go there in your heart. Hello, somebody. He raised the bar. He said, he said that because of this grace that's going to be poured into you, you're, you're going to, I'm telling you, the grace of God will do for you what a phone booth did for Clark Kent. You know, you'll step out and bless God, you know, you, you, can, you can handle it. Hello? But he said, you, you, you know, uh, look carefully, uh, lest anybody fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up and cause trouble. Lest any root of bitterness spring up and cause trouble. Now, now just think with me for a minute. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could put an end to trouble in your world? He said, hey, be careful. You'll end up falling short of the grace of God. And, and, and a, a, a root of bitterness can spring up, and it'll cause trouble. And by this, uh, many will become defiled, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. We'll talk about him in a minute. But, you know, he said, man, just strengthen those hands. Get a, get a grip. Get a grip and start cutting out a straight path and, and, and clean up the pattern of your life and, and because a straight path, man, that's going to lead straight to health and straight to, to provision and straight to, to joy and straight to peace and, and, and pursue peace with all people. Pursue peace with, with all people and, and holiness and holiness because without it, you, you, you won't live in the presence of God. You know, holiness, there's a couple of issues that we have to deal with when, when it comes to this and, and the, the, the grace of God. You know, how do I fall 
out of the grace of God. If I'm not, if I'm not supposed to fall out of the grace of God, how do I keep myself in there? You know, there's, there's a couple of things that'll cause you to miss out on the grace of God. And, and the first one is, is in the Bible, it's called lasciviousness. Lasciviousness. And the second one is, is, is legalism. And they're two extremes. They're, 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 they're two extremes, you know, uh, and what, and the reason we have to be careful, uh, you know, and, and be alert is because, well, the, the enemy, see, uh, you know how he operates. He's a deceiver, right? And, uh, and if we're not careful, we'll end up being deceived. And, uh, you know, second Corinthians, I think it's like eleven three, where he said, um, you know, here, here's the thing I'm worried about is that just like Satan deceived Eve in the garden, so he will deceive your mind and you'll, and, and separate you from the simplicity that is in Christ. I'm telling you this Jesus thing's really easy, but if we're not careful, we'll end up being deceived and, 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 uh, uh we'll fall into lasciviousness or into legalism. And then we won't have the power to do what God's calling us to do. Right, lasciviousness. What's that? Well, lascivious. Well, we all know what legalism is, right? You, you know, I, I grew up in, in a in a church environment that was uh, they were kind of like into legalism. Uh, I, I remember, I remember, uh, you know, we had the tent and we traveled and did evangelistic meetings. I didn't have a, like a regular childhood. When I start, was uh, seven years old, started traveling with my father, and uh, we were doing church meetings and twice-a-day meetings all through the summers. And we had a revival one time in Ashland, Oregon. It went for a year. Every night, well, that's not true. We took off one night. Uh, but every night, except one for a year, we were in church, you know. And, and uh, I, but uh, not in Ashland, but I, I remember at a place where the pastor got up and we had had the tent set up and things were going pretty well. And then he had the guys bring in Kentucky Fried Chicken buckets and they pass them down the aisle for everybody to spit their gum in there because chewing gum was a sin. Chewing gum was a sin. I got us kicked out of a church one time. We, we were there doing, uh, uh, doing meetings, and during the day, uh, you know, at that time, we didn't have a, uh, anything to do. It's just a weird little town <laughs> in, uh, uh, it was Coquille, Oregon. And, uh, dude, there's nothing there. I'm mean, dead fish. And, uh, uh, and, and uh, during, during the day, we, I saw bowling alley, so I went down and bowled a couple of lines. And when we got to the church that night, they had us pack up and, and leave town because bowling was a sin. You know, the, the ladies didn't wear makeup. God, they needed it, but they didn't wear it. And, and uh, you know, and, and, and in the environment where we grew up, there was a lot of legalism, right? And so we all understand that legalism thing. You know, what we do in church, if we're not careful, is we, we build hoops for people to jump through. And if it looks too easy on them, we set the hoops on fire because it can't be that easy. And, and, but the other side of that, lasciviousness lasciviousness, you know, uh, King James word, literally all it really means is to uh, do or live in a style any way you want. Whatever you want, go for it. It's lasciviousness. And that's rampant in our current society. You know, if you're not careful, the enemy will deceive you. And you're moving away from the presence of God. You're living a lifestyle that, that uh, you know, there's certain things you don't have to pray about. You know, if it's in the book, you don't have to pray about it. You have to obey about it. You know, it, you know, you know me, I, I'll probably say something I shouldn't say here. 
You know, I, I got a lot of friends. I got a lot of friends in ministry. They're like, man, dude, be careful with that. You know, let the Holy Spirit say that kind of stuff to him. I'm thinking he is through me. You know, and so I, you know, I just want to tell you, I just want to say that, no condemnation. I just want to, you know, turn the light on, you know. And, and, and if you're living in sin, you know, uh, and, and I, you know, well, you, you don't judge me. No, no, the word of God judges us. You know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, a, a couple, a man and a woman, and you're living together outside of marriage. I don't know what to tell you other than that's a sin. Well, yeah, but what, what do we do? We've been living together 20 years. Get married. <laughs> My God. Okay, keep going, Tom. Okay, lasciviousness, lasciviousness will, 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 will rob you of the power that God, that God paid such an incredible price to release this grace, this, this, this empowerment to us. And, and if you're not careful, see, you, you'll, be, you'll be deceived. Uh, remember in Galatians when, when Paul wrote and he said, who hath bewitched you? Who has bewitched you? It, it, it's, it, it's, it's, like a, uh, uh, it's like a magic trick, like a sleight of hand, like an illusion. And I, and I get you to look over here while I'm doing something over there. And, and the enemy has you d- deceived. He has you see in one way, but, but you don't recognize what's happening on the other side. And he's ripping you off. And every single one of us have areas in our life that we, we need God. We want God. We ought to be asking God. Come on. Open the eyes of my understanding. Let me see where, where the areas of my life where uh, deceptions come in because it's created a pattern that's producing a product that's causing trouble. Hello. Man, I've I got to tell you something. This, this correcting bad patterns, this is not for the faint of heart. Right? you got to get a backbone. And, and you got to say, you know, gosh, it's tough to go, go to the house and get the kids together and sit down and say, okay, listen, guys, we've been screwing up. But we're making some changes. And all the kids are going, ah, I don't want you. And you're going to do it anyways. And you're thinking, well, that's trouble right there. No, let me tell you what trouble is, is when you don't have the backbone and you spend the years later trying to clean up the mess that their actions have created because you didn't have a backbone to parent them according to the pattern of God. Just trying to save your bacon. We're just, we're just trying to save your bacon because we love bacon. But, uh, you know, just, just, trying to, just trying to get this thing going here. And he, and, and he said, you know, uh, be careful uh, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. And, and verse 15, lest a root of bitterness spring up. Bitterness. And, and, and it's going to spring up. It's going to cause trouble. And many are going to become defiled. This root of bitterness. Let me just tell you something. That all sin, all of it originate, you know, it's all fruit, but it's fruit from the same root. And, and this bitterness, you know, we're thinking unforgiveness and that kind of stuff. And that's, that's one of the fruits. But, but, the, but the root of bitterness, this is, this is where all sin originated. You know, it talked about, uh, you know, uh, well, look, look at Genesis chapter 3, and, and we see where uh, the serpent said to the woman, they're having this conversation, right? What's he doing? He's trying to get her. He's trying to get her to separate from the presence of God, right? Trying to break her holiness uh, so that she'll be separated from the presence of God. And he said, "Hey, you're not gonna die." Look, look what he says to her in verse five. He said, "God knows." 
You, you know, anytime, anytime deception's coming, there's always threads of truth in it. And he's talking to her, and he said, God knows. Well, you and I, and, 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 and she knew, God knows everything. So God, God knows that in, in the day that you eat it, that your eyes are going to be opened. It's the truth, man. She, when they ate the fruit, boom, their eyes were open. And he said, and, and, and you, you'll be as gods. The thing he didn't point out is she already was. So are you. You were made in the image and in the likeness of God. You ain't going to be like God. You are like God. You came right out of God. Man is man, human. It's two words put together to make one word. Humus, dirt, man, spirit. Your body's the dirt portion. Your man, the spirit, that, that, that came right out of God himself. You're like God. And, and he's, he's deceiving her. And, and he said, your eyes are going to be open. You're going to be like God. And you're going to know good and evil. The word know there is yada. It's, it's to have intimate relationship. It's not just an understanding, but it's to be an intimate relationship, right? And he said, you'll have, if you eat the fruit, you, you, will, you will know good. They already knew good. They're walking with God. Matter of fact, the English word God, check it out. The English word God comes from the same root word as our English word good. God is good. That's deep. It's the same thing, right? And he said, you will, you will, you will know good and you will know evil. Well, here's the problem. God never intended for mankind to have an intimate relationship with evil. And, 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 and that root of bitterness, see, that, that's what was driving Satan. You read Isaiah and, and, and the account written there about Satan and how he got uh, excommunicated and thrown out of heaven because I will be like God. I will be lifted up. I will be on the throne. And, and, and he, he was upset because he felt like God was holding out on him. He felt like there was something that he should have that God wasn't giving him, and he was going to go take it. And, 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 and that was a, a, a root of bitterness in him that got him going. And now he's out of relationship with the creator. And the, he has, read it, he has no intimate relationship with the creation. And he's upset because the creation now is, is just, I mean, is exactly where he wanted to be. So he comes in and convinces Eve, God's holding out on you too. He's not letting you see everything that you should see. He's not letting you know everything you should know. That if, if, you, if you were God, you could make these choices. You know, basically, what he has her saying to God, remember God, good. It's not just, God, you're not good enough. It's you're not God enough for me. And this is what the enemy is trying to deceive you with. See, you think bitterness in the form of unforgiveness. You think bitterness is, is, is towards people and what they've done to you. But really, bitterness takes you right back to your relationship with God. Because if we really trust God, if we really believe God, we know that all things work together for our good. All things work together for our good, right? We know that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We know that what the enemy intended for evil, God will turn it and use it for 
good. Well, if we believe that, then why do we have a problem with people? Why do we have a problem with circumstances or situations? We know that, hey, you know what? It might not be pleasing me, but I don't live to please me. I live to please God. I don't like it. I don't understand. Well, how could a loving God allow these things to happen? No, we open the door to have an intimate relationship with evil. God said, if you'll do it according to my pattern, we can cause the trouble to not come nigh thee. You get to thinking about the root of bitterness. And again, it's, I don't think it's one or two of us. I think it's most of us. Have an area in our life where bitterness is sinking its roots in. And it's messing with us. It's causing trouble. It's keeping us from the place where we tap into the power that enables us to do anything. And we end up struggling with areas of life that we shouldn't be struggling with and we can't figure out why we can't demonstrate Satan's defeat in that area of my life. And how did this addiction get this much control on my life? And how, how, did, how did this situation, why, 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 do, do, uh, why, why do, do I look at my life and, and believe a lie that uh, I'm not supposed to be happy? I'll never be happy. I'll never know real joy because, you know, of what's happened in my past. And he said that's it's because of this root of bitterness that many will become Defiled. The word defiled means to die, not D-I-E, but D-Y-E, to die, as if to paint a different color. So that when you look at it, you see something that's not, it's, it's not what it is, but you see it that's been impacted because of, 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 the, of the enemy having opportunity to, to twist it. It's, it's like negativity and, and, you know, a negative. A lot, of people, uh, uh, a lot of people can remember this. A lot of the guys in the room just remember they're younger. They don't even know what film is. You don't remember the camera that used to have the film in it? You'd take a picture, and it was on the film. You'd take the film down, and you'd have it processed, and you get your pictures back. And the film, you know, and they'd give you back the negatives with, with the pictures so that if you ever wanted more pictures, you could take the negative in. And you look at the negative, and everything that's black on the negative is white out here, and everything that's white on the negative is black out here. It just took the information. It just reversed the information. And that's why some of you that have negative pictures towards your past, you have the right information kind of, but you're just seeing it wrong. Why? Because it's been defiled. And he said it's because of the root of bitterness that many will be defiled. And you'll look at your life as if there's no hope, but the giver of hope is telling you, no, all we've got to deal with is that root of bitterness. See, if we can get that bitter root broken, if we can get that bitter root broken in your life, you can have some freedom. You don't have to be manipulated and controlled, and, and you, you don't have to be deceived. You, you can have uh, the ability. See, see uh, the root of bitterness is, is going to deceive, it's going to defile, but if you're not careful, it will also destroy. Yeah, but my past is, I mean, I, I was abused. I, I was lied to. I, 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 was, I was hurt. Yeah, I'm not belittling 
the situation, I, I just want you to know that there is a power that is greater that can release you. But you have to, you have to embrace a new pattern. See, the, 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 the enemy has deceived us. It's, 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 uh, it's, we have been bewitched. We have watched a magic act. And God's saying, no, listen, you just need to get a grip of my truth. Now, I know it's been, hard to, it's been hard to walk this path, but you need to strengthen those feeble knees. And you just need to straighten out the path. You, you, you need to straighten out the pattern. You need to, you, you need to come and let me, let, me, let me be God in your life. You, let, you need to let me be God enough for you. Can, you. can you imagine what would happen at the Carter's household if uh, Keith came home and he brought Lene some flowers and there was another batch of flowers there and she's like, what's that for? And he goes, well, in just a minute, a new friend's going to come in. I'm going to introduce you. She's going to be hanging out here with us now. We're just going to add a little spice. Yeah, I'm thinking that if he lives through that conversation. (laughs) Just saying. That there's probably going to be a break in, in their relationship when he looks at her and says, you're not good enough for me. And when we come into the presence of God, but we bring all this stuff with us, we bring all these attitudes, and we bring all of these mindsets, and we look at God and we say, look, I love you, but you're just not quite God enough for me. Kind of breaks the closeness. It's why when we're digging out these wells, we're saying, okay, I'm going to remove the foreign objects because I need the flow back. I don't care what it is. There's certain things in my life that I've allowed to be there to please me, to bring fulfillment to me, to bring excitement to me. It's just pleasuring myself because I haven't pressed in to this relationship enough to know that you can supply all my needs. And I believe what God wants to do this weekend is he wants to see the root of bitterness broken in our lives. That if we will begin to dig that out and continue to dig it out until that sucker's completely dug out, we will live at a level that will blow our minds when we see what God can do in us, through us, for us, amongst us, and by us. You don't have to be broken any longer. You don't have to be wounded. You don't have to live like you're barely making it. Emotionally, relationally, financially, you can tap into the power of God that can change everything. You you can come to God and receive power 
and no longer be in the need of pity. But you have to be willing to allow him to remove the root of bitterness. Amen. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a moment. And this first prayer, if you're here today and you know 